Welcome to our Bits of New York podcast, where we deep dive into the world of Bitcoin and discuss the latest happenings and opportunities this new technology brings to New York State. Like any new technology, there's always a learning curve. We aim to assist you and introduce you to the people who believe in this new tech. We'll interview experts, entrepreneurs, educators, and industry insiders to share their insights and perspectives on the rapidly evolving world of Bitcoin. In this podcast, we'll cover everything from basic knowledge and regulation to innovative startups and help you stay informed and updated on the latest Bitcoin happenings in New York. So whether you're a longtime Bitcoin enthusiast or just getting started, sit back, relax, and join us for an exciting journey into the world of Bitcoin in New York. Who are we? We're your host, Kelly and Matt Lewis. We ran a successful small business in New York State for 15 years and love hearing the stories of fellow entrepreneurs. In our first episode, we have the pleasure of interviewing Mike Collier, the CEO of Foundry, a small business in Rochester, New York, that is working with the new technology that will bridge us to the future of renewable energy. Mike is a Rochester native, passionate about keeping Foundry in Western New York. Listen in to learn how Mike took his company from a blank sheet of paper to now employing over 100 people accepting high-paying technology jobs and choosing to live in Rochester instead of Silicon Valley. Mike, welcome to the Bits of New York Maiden Voyage. Kelly, it's great to be here, and uh, I'm excited to uh, help you guys get this off the ground and spread the word on, uh, on Bitcoin and what it can do for the, for the world and what it's doing for Rochester. For right now, just give us a little bit of your background, Mike. You're from Rochester, born and raised. Yeah, so I'm from uh, Victor, New York, actually. So born and raised here, uh, went to school at the University of Buffalo, and then lived all over the U.S. and got relocated back to Rochester a little over uh, 16 years ago, 17 years ago. Okay, so what led you to Bitcoin? Like, what was your, because it wasn't around 15 years ago, so yeah, what led so you to it? So I was an engineer. I was an engineer, um, kind of went the traditional path, started my career at GE, um, led some businesses, mostly in the manufacturing, distribution, kind of real world kind of stuff, you know, and uh, uh, worked for in the private equity world, you know, kind of fixing companies. And about five, almost six years ago, I was between assignments actually. So one, one assignment ended and um, read the Bitcoin white paper and, you know, went down the rabbit hole. And I thought, wow, this reminds me of the start of the internet. So I was in college when, in the early 90s, when Mosaic and Netscape came out and, and uh, I was just, it was like, wow, this doesn't happen very often in a lifetime. Um, to be honest with you, I was kind of chicken to move to Silicon Valley, you know, coming out of college. Uh, so I, um, my wonderful wife agreed to let me uh, go all in on, on crypto. So I thought, geez, it's mostly a bunch of younger kids that were all into it. And I felt like someday bridging this new technology with the old world was going to be important. And if I could learn the new world, the new tech, I could help kind of be that bridge. And that's what started it. Um, 
Yeah, and I, I couldn't, I'm not a good computer programmer, so I fell in love with um, the mining space, kind of the infrastructure side of it, okay. and just learned it from the ground up, and as I say, the rest is history. No, it is history, and it's it's been a short history with Bitcoin, right? So you just, your wife must be so gracious, just said, sure, let's start a company with that, right? Like, Yeah, it was, you know, it was pretty risky um, six years ago, I guess, to get into the space, right? So um, lived through a few of the boom-bust cycles, uh, which, you know, every industry has these boom-bust cycles. You can go back through time and read about the railroads or prior to that the canals and then the oil and and the internet and you know they each one of these industries goes through um these cycles of growth and and um and that's what and that's what you know decentralized infrastructure that's what's happening right now right as we are building out kind of this new layer of technology that I think is going to transform a lot of industries that were not completely transformed by the internet. Um, so that's kind of the next, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years, right? It's, it's a journey, um, and it's, it's pretty exciting. And it's, it's happening right here in Rochester, which is... This is the part we're excited about, right? Like, we just walked around your office tons of software developers here that you're employing now that would probably be in Silicon Valley if you didn't open this company. So how are you getting these talented people to Rochester? Yeah, so we were, um, you know, what the mining space, it's all about low-cost power um, and cold temperature so I was like wow when was the last time Western New York had a competitive advantage right we got cheap hydropower and where it's cold so I was like this is the perfect place and I really wanted to make Western New York kind of a the center of excellence for blockchain technology we've got amazing schools amazing talent in this area and this this wasn't being it's not being built in Silicon Valley right it's decentralized you can you can participate anywhere in the world Quite frankly, it's the biggest threat against Silicon Valley. So there's a lot of centralization now with Google and Facebooks. And the biggest threat for them is a decentralized version of themselves. And that's what we're building. We're building out the infrastructure to support those kind of companies. And the right. And the decentralization, right, is not only... Silicon Valley, I mean, the banking interest industry, the whole financial industry, it's going to change. It's shifting it's right now. Absolutely shifting. shifting. Yeah. And they're scared. Um, I always say that they're all having their Kodak moment, right? Um, what are they going to do? Are they going to embrace the new technology or are they going to fight, <laughs> right? And for the most part, you know, large organizations really have no choice but to fight. And they'll just fight tooth and nail and, and then you know, new upstarts will replace their their business models. And it and it doesn't happen overnight, right? It takes years and years for it to transpire, right? Like I always say like I I bought I bought Amazon stock and Webvan stock at the same time in nineteen ninety nine. Right? Yeah. And Webvan went out of business like six months later and Amazon, you know, took over the world. Uh, so you, d you don't know who's going to win, and you don't know how long it's going to take. 
right? I thought online delivery, grocery delivery was brilliant in 1999. It took like 20 years for that to really make it happen. Um, so the same thing with this technology, right? Like we talk about the future, um, it's gonna take a while, uh, but, but we're building it right here. With this we're like with, right with Metcalf's law too, like the amount of network users that Bitcoin, are you solely Bitcoin or do you guys stake other crypto? We're focused on empowering decentralized infrastructure, okay. right? So in general, so half our business is focused on proof of work, mostly Bitcoin. The other half is focused on proof of stake, right? So um, on the proof of work side, we provide services to the miners in North America. So we're, we are a miner ourselves. We've got machines all over North America. We're participating in securing the Bitcoin network, but we also provide all of the services to the miners. So whether it's buying and selling machines through our Foundry X business, logistics, deploy, uh, we help miners install machines, de-rack machines, repair machines, and then we provide the pool software that allows miners to mine the blocks. And now is that your own software? So yes, it's our own software. Um, and it was, you know, our goal, when we started our goal was to, the Chinese really dominated the Bitcoin mining space. They built the machines, they had most of the hash rate, they dominated the pools, so, um, really no company outside of China had ever broken into the top five Bitcoin mining pools. Uh, we are now the number one Bitcoin mining pool in the world and have and have been for Congratulations. the last 12 years. So about 32% of all Bitcoin mined flows through our software right here in, in Rochester. Yeah. Yeah. So we work with most of the Bitcoin mining companies um, in North America. Uh, we really help move a lot of hash rate from China to North America. So we provided equipment financing early in the cycle um, to allow miners to grow their business. We're really here to support the miners and grow out the North American mining ecosystem. Right. right. And the fall in China with the mining helped decentralize the network more than it would have been because China was... Absolutely. China was really... Absolutely. China was really um, a big player on the mining side and I think it was a, you know, they'll look back at that as a, a big strategic misstep on their part. Um, they're gonna wish they hadn't done that, I think. Yeah, or kept with it. And then the other half of our business is really proof of stake. So we uh, have a, a large team of engineers that support a lot of different um, protocols. Uh, I think we stake on 20 plus different protocols, you know, 2023, I think, is really going to be about ETH staking, right? So ETH moved to proof of stake last September. Um, and, you know, we we feel like we'll be a, probably a top five ETH node provider um, in the next 12 months, right? So we've built out a large scale um, platform for institutional staking. Wow. institutional staking providers um, so yeah our whole business is focused really on the institutional side so we don't really get into the retail piece of uh, so let's talk about you're bringing all these great jobs to Western New York to help our economy I know a few months ago our governor Kathy Hochul banned Bitcoin mining in New York so how is that affecting 
you guys, I know you're all throughout North America, but I mean, how do you lead your company? Yeah, they put a moratorium that? on mining um, so they could, you know, study it. It's really focused on they don't want someone to fire up a coal facility, generate, you know, a coal-powered po uh, power plant or gas-powered plant um, to mine Bitcoin, right? That was their big focus. I think it's just, a, it was, a, in my opinion, the wrong decision. Um, as we're seeing uh, renewable energy companies embrace Bitcoin mining. So one of the interesting things with, with Bitcoin mining is this idea that it's a controllable load. And our electricity grid has to be balanced 100% of the time, meaning whatever energy you produce, you have to consume. And it's gotta be balanced, it's very complex, but as we add more and more renewable energy, which is an intermittent power source, the sun doesn't right. always shine, the wind doesn't always blow, you need a controllable load on the other side to balance it. And it turns out a decentralized uh, network provides the perfect controllable load. And the conversations we're having with some of the biggest energy companies in the world, they're starting to recognize the idea that, that you can, can turn on and it. off a Bitcoin mining operation very quickly. And that's exactly what they need, right? right. So and in Texas, they did it right during the ice storm. Oh, it just, just last month, they, they powered off a gigawatt worth of energy in seconds to stabilize the, the grid in Texas. Right? Nobody wants to talk about that. Right. The media doesn't want to talk about it. I think strategically it's a huge mistake for New York to basically signal to the world that Bitcoin mining is not welcome here. Right. And and that's what they did, right? Well, so a lot of the money will go to other places so where exactly they're pro. That's exactly what's happening is no one's going to make a $100 million bet in a state that signals that it's not welcome. Right. Right. Absolutely. So even for us and our customers, we have very little business in New York. Everyone's building in Somewhere other else. places. And when you can when you can mix a Bitcoin mining operation with a renewable energy source, it it allows the folks investing in renewable energy to get a faster return. And they're gonna build more re renewable energy in places where they can get a faster return. Right. And New York State is not gonna be on that list, right? And that's unfortunate and we really, we spent a lot of time trying to educate That's what folks. I was going to ask. Are you, yeah, but how does it start? It's such a big subject. Like, Bitcoin is huge. Like, how do you – are you going to a politician and saying, give me a half hour of your time? I ab absolutely. I mean, we have invested in um, educational resources and people to spend time with our elected representatives to educate them on the space. It's new, right? It's And any new technology is scary. Right. People fought the internet um, for years. Right. You know, cars, horse and car. carriage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 scary when when new technology comes along. So we're spending a lot of time educating folks, letting them know that, hey, we're a real business. We employ real people. Right, and that's what we wanted and to get this out. Is, this is um, there's there's nothing. You know, it's it's a legit industry, and it's here to stay. It's not going away. So. You can either embrace it or you can try to fight it, right? right? And I, you know, I think it's ironic we're here in in Rochester where you've got companies like Kodak that fought against the new technology. And everyone in Rochester knows how that. And they lost, right? right? And it, and look what happened to Rochester. We could have we could have been right. a 
continue to be a dominant city in this country, um, but you can't be scared of change. Right, absolutely. And I think it is part of education, but um, like I said, there's so much that goes into Bitcoin itself, but I think eventually people are not going to know they're even using Bitcoin. It's going to be just that base layer. They don't need to know anything, just like we drove in our car today, but I don't need to know how the engine works. Exactly. Right? Like I put the key and it goes, that's all I need to know. Yeah, and the interesting thing with Bitcoin is it, it it definitely takes some self-discovery and self-learn. Like you have to put in the energy and effort to learn it, and and you have to self-select in, right? So it's an opt-in system, right? And you can choose not to opt in. That's okay too, um, but I think that um, the idea of sound money is an important concept that we've, you know, have kind of lost in right. the, in the U.S. And I think it's it's time will come and the sooner you embrace it and engage with it the better off you'll be so we're trying to really help promote it we're building out the infrastructure we're helping secure the network um and another couple great things you guys do um you train people to work on so we should say these bitcoin miners are just basically a computer that's run but it's specific to bitcoin yes and you train you have yeah, so we have an academy now where we've had people fly in from all over the world to um, participate in the academy to learn how to become a Bitcoin miner, right? Like how to plug in the machines, how to maintain the machines, how to run the network. Um, so it's, f- it's fascinating. We're doing it right here in Rochester. Yeah, that's wonderful. And these data centers that you're going, t- I mean, they're all over North America. Like Yes, they're everywhere. Everywhere. Right? Everywhere. Um, okay. So... And I think they're gonna, it's decentralized. So any place you've got access to low cost power um, makes it a good place to put Bitcoin mining. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and another great thing that you started was the Rock the Block initiative. Yes, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that. Sure, Um, so one of the reasons I got into crypto was this idea that I think over time it levels the playing field it redistributes wealth. It takes the power away from the large corporations that control the money supply. Um, and like I said, any you, it's an opt-in, right? So once you understand it, you get comfortable with it, you can opt in, you can participate. And uh, there's a lot of focus around helping, um, you know, countries that have high inflation, that are in trouble. And for, for us, we just took a step back and said, geez, downtown Rochester, um, there, there's, a, there's a, a great need for help in downtown Rochester, right? Um, we're one of the poorest cities in the country. We have um, a, a, an, an education system that's one of the, the worst performing. Uh, and we're, so we said, hey, what can we do to help? And that's where we came up with this idea of uh, rock the block. So. Rochester blockchain, um, and we and and I, I said, look at I didn't know anything about this space. I had to teach myself, um, and really anybody can participate. So we built the program, uh, hired uh, a gentleman named Adrian Hale to lead it up, who's just an incredible individual, super passionate about Rochester and helping the inner city. And we said we're gonna hire um, 
young adults that have graduated from the Rochester City School District okay. uh, and teach them this industry. And we wanted to break the cycle of poverty. We wanted to pay them a living wage. Uh, and we, so we created this program. Uh, we have four, we started with seven. We have four people that have made it through the first 10 months. Okay. It's unbelievable the progress um, and the maturity that, that has happened among these individuals. It's incredible. Um, they're great people. They're super passionate about what they're doing. Uh, you know, in many cases, they've never left the city limits of Rochester, right? Even their neighborhoods. Uh, we have now flown, they're all, they've been all over the country. Um, they're now in what we call our deploy team. So they, they are Bitcoin miners. Oh, so they'll go to like new data centers and they go set to that new, up? They go to new, da new data centers, set them up. They're, um, they're going to Kentucky next week. They've been to Texas. They've been like all over the country wow. uh, doing this. And it's been amazing. Uh, we've learned a lot, right? Like it, we, had to, we, we had to go all in on this program, meaning we had to do everything we could to support them. Right. Right. Um, many of them didn't have a driver's license. Of course, they didn't have cars. Some were probably unbanked, which is they a were big all thing unbanked. Right. Um, so we had to provide all of those services um, uh, to really support them. Right. We had to. We paid for Ubers to have them come out to our office. Right. For three months, we had drivers. Do you go ed. into the schools to recruit, or how is it? Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, we're right now. We are. They just graduated. We are. Um, but I gotta be honest with you. You know, we're providing them supplemental education services to beef up the education okay. um, levels. Uh, we just launched a new program to go in and provide a math tutoring to fourth grade classes. Right, and He's we math tutor in we, the city we, of Rochester. We, par <laughs> we partnered. Yeah, and we partnered with uh, Kumon. Um, that we've had. We've had amazing success with it, and so we're we're trying to do more of that, those kind of things to to you know give back to the community and yeah. and really help people you know chart a new path in life. I um, hope your document. This would be a great documentary, right? If you took one of those graduates from Rochester and just showed their path, like how successful they're going to end up being because of these skills and what a different route in life they're taking because of the yeah. opportunity you guys are providing. Look at their, they're amazing individuals and their future is very bright. So we're super excited oh, about it. I love it. that. That's fantastic. So where do you see five to 10 years? I know it's hard with the new technology to see where it's gonna be in five to 10 years. What would you, what do you aspire Foundry to be? We st when we started Foundry, we're part of the digital currency group, which is a large, um, probably one of the biggest companies in the crypto space, and Barry Silbert. Uh, so he's my boss. Um, and uh, yeah, so th they, you know, DCG is very focused on building out kind of the greater crypto ecosystem. So they've invested in like 250 different companies. We're a wholly owned subsidiary and we, I said I wanted to build a company in Rochester, and he's, and he's like, good, I don't, I don't want to build any more in New York City, do it up in Rochester. So we've grown, we're up to about 170 employees over the last three and a half years. Um, and, you know, w w there's, we're in the middle of crypto winter, so kind of the next six, 12 months, it's gonna be kind of rough going, there's gonna be a lot of negative press around Bitcoin, Bitcoin's gonna be declared dead, it's over. 
Um, and about that moment, it, the whole cycle starts over again, right? And each cycle, it grows and gets bigger. Um, more people get involved. Um, and it just continues to penetrate into, um, into the economy. So I'm super excited about the future, right? We went into the last bull market. There was probably six or eight of us, right? And we exited at the bull market with about 170 people. Um, as we go into the next bull market, which will probably start sometime in 2024, it's going to be interesting to see kind of the, the growth that, that we can drive through the next bull market. So we're very focused on providing the services to the mining industry. Um, we are participating in a lot of bankruptcies right now from miners who, you know, struggled. Um, so we're continuing to grow our business and grow our footprint, and I think the future is very bright. Great. Well, I think you ended that. I know you're important. You got a lot of, lot of stuff to do running this company, and we really appreciate your time. <laughs> great. I'm, I'm super. I'm super glad you guys are spreading the word, and I think it's it's great for folks to engage with the technology. Right? Don't be scared of it, but kind of lean in, learn. Lean into it, that's for sure. Yeah. All right, Mike, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it.